Are you ready? Oh, yeah! Strap yourselves in for the Gaming Hub. Your hosts, Tyler. You can't handle the truth. Graham. The force is strong. And Steven. You cannot be serious! Let's get started. Hey everybody, welcome to the Gaming Hub. This is episode number 128. I'm your host, Tyler, saying thank you so much for joining us this week, and along with me are two co-hosts. As always, let's start with Graham. Graham, how was your week? What did you play? Uh, my week was good. Um, as you guys know, and I don't know about the rest of the world, is we had Thanksgiving in Canada, so I had an extra day to play some games, and my Nintendo Switch finally got a little bit of a workout. It's been kind of a quiet for a while but i end up picking up mario party uh that game is a lot of fun for like more people the more fun it is obviously uh played some mario kart 8 and on the xbox side of things i played some overcooked 2 uh, another great game to play um definitely engaged in co-op it's but the people that makes it how much fun it is right you know some games it, like it doesn't seem much fun, but then you have more people. It's like okay, it's fun. So it's definitely a great game. I definitely uh, say check that out if you have a bunch of people over and looking to have some good laughs. You know, even have some drinks, maybe add a little fun, make a little drinking game out of it. But other than that, uh, my week's been pretty good. Like I said, got some games in on the Switch, so it's always a good thing. How are you guys doing? Oh, not too bad. But uh, before we get to me, let's talk to you, Steven. How you doing? What'd you play? I'm doing pretty good. Um, last week I had a softball tournament, um, so that took up all my time, so I didn't get to play a lot of games. But we won the tournament, so that was fun. Congrats. Um, after that, uh, I played a lot of Forza Horizon over the uh, Forza Horizon 4 over the week. I've been quite enjoying that game. But I do think it's it's going to be put on the back burner because Call of Duty Black Ops 4 came out. And um, I played three hours last night, and I had an absolute wonderful time with it um and i haven't had enjoyed a shooter those of you that listen for a while know this i haven't enjoyed a shooter so much um in recent memory so the fact that i had fun and three hours and i wanted to keep playing i think says a lot about that game and i'm really excited to play more of that this weekend i hope it keeps up uh but that'll give me a lot to play for until the 26th when there's that one game that comes out i feel it's called like rainbow unicorn dancer or something like that is that right tyler <laughs> uh, something like that. Some something some Western, like you know, that's gotten a little bit of hype. Um, but yeah, uh, when Red Dead 2 comes out, I'll be pretty much putting everything else on hold uh, for a little bit. But as far as this week goes, for me, I played uh, some Forza Horizon 4 like you did. I played uh, some Madden, as always. I actually have a in our community franchise league, which are still spots in, by the way. So feel free to join through our Discord or Facebook. Uh, but I, this week, I'm going to be playing one of our community members in a head-to-head game so looking forward to that hopefully all goes well um for me <laughs> but if it doesn't uh congrats to him in advance so uh but yeah i did uh i did that and then finally played some call of duty black ops 4 and you know i'm with you steven i haven't played nearly as much as you did i just played a few matches today but so far so good i'm liking it it's fun and uh i even played some of the um battle royale mode blackout and not bad Actually, not bad. So, you know, it's it's the one that's it's the um, the battle royale that's been easiest for me to stomach so far. Um, but it's early, so we'll see. But yeah, that's what I've been playing. Um, and before we get rolling here, 
want to remind everybody that we'd love to have you join our community. And there's a few different ways to do that. So you can head on over to Facebook, look up the Gaming Hub forums on Facebook, join there. You can also go um, to Twitch, look up uh, TXH Gaming Hub on Twitch. We'd love it if you follow so you don't miss whenever we go live, including on Friday nights when we do our episodes live. Also, um, from Twitch or Facebook, you can get a link to our Discord and uh, join that. A lot of good conversation going on there. We have dedicated channels to all different sorts of games that are uh, out uh, now and relevant to our community, including things like our Madden franchise, our Minecraft server. We also have plenty of room in that. Feel free to uh, join that also through Facebook or Discord. So we also have a YouTube page. That is the Gaming Hub Podcast on YouTube. Uh, feel free to check that out. Uh, every single episode goes up on there, and then uh, we're working on getting some more content up there as well. And if you'd love to support the show, we'd really appreciate that. And we really want to thank, again, all of our community members that have done that. And uh, it's made a huge, huge difference for us, and we appreciate it so much. But there's a couple different ways to do that. First of all, on Twitch. If you're an Amazon Prime member, you get a free Twitch Prime sub to use every single month. And if you choose to spend that on us, uh, we'd really appreciate it. If not, spend it on somebody. Help support somebody grow, get better, achieve their goals. All that good stuff. And then the other way is we have a Patreon page. And the way to get there is go to patreon.com slash gaming hub. And there's a few different tiers for you to join. For as little as $5 a month, you are entered to win a monthly giveaway of a $60, uh, $60 in gift cards to use on whatever console you want. And spend that on games, movies, whatever it is. And we'll be doing that giveaway next week. So you got one week left to get in on it for the month of October. You could be walking away with free copy of, you know, Red Dead Redemption 2, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, some Fallout game Graham's excited about. Any of those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Any of those. You could be walking away with a free copy of all of those, which, uh, you know, would be pretty cool. So we'd love to have you take part in that. But we have a few different tiers there. Uh, and we, we just did expand to a $25 tier as well. For those of you, we've had a lot of engagement. Our $15 tier, we're so, like, humbled and thankful for that. So thank you to our community for helping us out through that. Um, but we have one as little as $2. And that one gets you some cool stuff too. So we have a contest going on right now. Don't we, Steven? Pretty cool. And do you get a benefit from Discord? Yeah, I think so. You do. And that is, so our contest right now, we're, we're starting a holiday giveaway early. And there's a reason for that. It's a 12-week contest. Well, I suppose it could be a three-week contest if somebody guesses the thing in week three. But... Every week on this show, we're going to give a clue at some point during the episode. It's not going to be at the same point every episode, and we're not going to tell you when uh, in advance. You're going to have to listen to hear it. The clues stack on each other, so they all apply. And the clues are about something from a game, any game, that we've picked out uh, to, to give clues about. The way to guess, the way to submit guesses, and I want to stress here, you get two guesses, everybody. Two because we did have some people submit early guesses. That's totally fine. But you don't necessarily want to waste one of your two guesses after the first clue. Because that's going to be a really generic general clue. And not give you a whole lot of insight towards what the, the thing is. So, but anyway, we have an object in mind. Object, person, place, thing, game, whatever. But it's from the world of games. First person to guess it gets a, a $300 value Nintendo Switch. That's pretty cool. So that is our holiday, our grand prize for holiday prize. And that's why we're starting it in October because we're going to give a clue a week every week for 12 weeks. And the first person to guess it correctly 
wins a Nintendo Switch. That's pretty awesome. So if you are in our Patreon, you're a patron of our show, you not only get one extra guest, you get a total of three, but you get an extra clue every single month. And the clues will be in line with the other ones for that month. So the type of clues we're given in October, the patron clue will be similar to those. It'll just be an additional one. November, same thing. December, same thing. But you get three additional, up to three additional clues, depending on when the winner, you know, comes forth. And you get an extra guest to use. So you can get that for as little as $2 a month on Patreon. Again, patreon.com slash gaming hub. If you choose to support us, we'd really, really appreciate it. Help us grow. We got a lot of fun, cool things uh, planned and in store for this show as we head forward in the next uh, few months and years. And uh, we can only get there with your help. So, all right. Guys, I think that's it for all the promotional stuff, except to say that we are the official show of the xboxhub.com. So please uh, head on over to the xboxhub.com for all the latest and all your Xbox news, gaming news, etc. And they do have a sister site, the switchhub.com, for the latest in Nintendo news as well. All right, gentlemen. Oh, I should mention, uh, when I was talking about the giveaway, you want to listen for this sound in particular. And when you hear that sound, that means we're going to be doing our clue for the week. Okay, you'll hear it at some point again during this episode. This will be the last week that we kind of do a preview of it. But starting next week, when you hear that sound, that's the clue. And that's it for the week. Please don't turn us off. I mean, I guess you can. But please don't. We, we try to put a good show together for you. All right. Let's head into news, guys. In the news. And not a lot of stories this week, but some big stories this week. So let's start. Microsoft announced that Project xCloud will begin public testing in 2019. That's a streaming service. So we saw a little bit about this at E3 last year. It's yep. a streaming service that allows you to play your Xbox games on any device. So first of all, I want to ask, are you guys excited for this? Second, are you surprised it's coming this early? Graham, go ahead. Um, do I think it's surprising it's coming this early? I'm going to say no, just because the cloud service has been ongoing now for been a few years i don't know how many years exactly but all the companies around like this is what they're leaning towards cloud 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 and like microsoft is definitely a leader in this so why not bring it over to xbox and like they're talking about how latency is the biggest issue with streaming games and everybody would know that and they're saying like that is the priority that they're looking to like limit the amount of latency by doing like algorithms all that fancy stuff that they get paid to do and i don't get paid to do but uh no i don't think it's too early and this is a great service um will i use it personally i don't know like it'd be nice to have it and i depending on how this box is like how portable it is and if i take it instead of bringing my xbox and all that stuff if i bring it with me um, but it's not my main interest. I'm definitely interested to see how it goes over, how well it plays out. And if it's great and all that stuff, then maybe in the future I'll look to get it. But it's not something that I've been wanting and I can't wait and all that stuff. But I'm sure there's a lot of people out there. It's supposed to give them like a cheaper option. Like you don't have to buy the next Xbox One X squared or whatever it's going to be called. So, yeah. uh, no, I'm definitely good to see that and it makes it accessible to more people and other people have different devices and they're talking about like bluetooth like uh bluetooth will control your controller which will mm -hmm. control it on the game so i'm just curious how all that's going to play out like it sounds all good and like fancy but i want to see actually how it works and the biggest thing i want to know is about latency because certain games 
you mm-hmm. want minimal amount of latency. Like if you, if there's too much latency, then the game is not fun. You just keep losing. So I'm just curious how they tackle that. Well, yeah, and I think, Graham, that part of it is, you know, that's why this is a beta, right? So they're rolling this out well in advance. I wouldn't be surprised at all if we see this launch during E3 next year. We'll see. It might be earlier. might not. Mm -hmm. But I I think they're launching it this early so they can work out those kinks and have it ready to go for the launch of the next console in 2020. And there's remember, there's rumors that there might be an addition of the next-gen console for Xbox. In addition, not the only thing you can get, but that doesn't have the disk drive. That's just kind of that box, you know, for that has a hard drive in it. I'm sure you'll be able to do an external, but it'll be more meant to be a streaming box than anything else. And I, I wonder um, if they're getting this ready now to pair it with that. Stephen, what do you think? Yeah, um, I, I think it depends when the, the public testing is. If it's before E3 next year, I think that we could very well see this be a full launch at E3 as like an announcement thing. Um, but if the public testing isn't until, or, or the it's either that, or I bet you the public testing starts at E3. Um, that's probably where they, they launch, launch like the beta service. Um, as far as whether or not I'm interested in it, I don't know. I don't really play that many games on the go. Um, I don't, like I have a Switch and I don't think I've ever played it undocked. Um, I, I have a 3DS, but most of the time, like I play it at home. So um, I don't know if I'm going to be the one using this. Um, but I know there are a lot of people that love playing games on the go. Um, or when they're not uh, like at home, but I assume you'll need a decent internet for this. So I don't know if hotel internet, if you're traveling will be good enough. Uh, I guess time will tell. I am sure they'll find a way to optimize it. Um, but I, like I said, the switch is a pretty fast selling console and a lot of people like playing it undocked and portable. So I think this, this isn't a bad idea. I, it's not for me personally, but I know that there's a lot of people that, that are interested in it. How, how much do you think the dock for your phone and the controller will cost? 90 bucks, 100 bucks? That, that's where they always get you, right? Well, it depends. Uh, yeah. But it, it very well might. I just remember, I remember the, like, Wi-Fi adapter for the 360 was $100. The one where you, yeah, you plug it in the back of the console. I do remember that, yep. 100 bucks. Yep. Um, I I don't know if the technology was just pretty new at that time. Because I know, like, like later when I built my desktop computer, I needed to find a way to get Wi-Fi. And I bought, like, it was like 20 bucks for the little, like, you plug it in the USB Mm -hmm. port and boom. You got got Wi-Fi access on your desktop. But, um, so I don't know if it was that case, but, or the case of Microsoft kind of upcharging their like proprietary technology um, well the, the peripherals for every console tend to really gouge you and i remember you remember seeing the or graham the 360 with the hd dvd player that was an <laughs> external purchase and you had to plug it in to the console i remember buying an hd dvd and never ever being able to use it because i'm like yeah. what i gotta buy a whole separate yes Disc was, drive or the, wasn't the it like two hundred dollars or something? I don't remember I, exactly. I think it obviously came down. Yeah, yeah. Once Blu-ray was kind of declared the victor in right around two thousand seven or eight or so. And yeah. honestly, where I bought it, I think it was Walmart where I bought it, and mm-hmm. I don't think there was a an HD DVD drive there. Like I didn't even know if I had to order it online. Like I didn't even know 
I didn't know what to do. Like, I thought yeah. I could just go home and pop this in, and then I, like, mm -hmm. I don't even know how I learned, but I'm like, oh, you need a, another disc thing. So, yeah. And, I, yeah, and I, I, out of fairness to Sony, real quick, Steven, is, you know, Sony gets slammed for that generation, like, coming out with the PS3 at a much higher price point than Xbox 360. Well, the 360 had HD DVD, and they made you buy the external thing for, like, what, a couple hundred bucks? And Sony's was internal for the Blu-ray player, Blu-ray slash DVD. And that was all included in the box. Yeah, and it had more storage, too. It was by far superior, which still blows my mind how they didn't keep it with the PlayStation 4 and stuff like that, like the 4K Blu-ray. Like, I don't, I don't understand that. Yeah, I don't, I don't really either. Um, but, well, they did say, they said something to the effect of they don't think enough people like it yet. But again, that's more making that's, a choice for people than, yeah. you know, uh, the other yeah, way around. No. But why I'm not make it, it future-proof? Yeah, I mean, exactly. what's wrong with that? But anyway, yeah, Stephen, I, go ahead. Yeah, back to the original part. I didn't even, like, I don't think I ever knew that HD DVDs were a thing. Um, I thought it went straight from DVD to Blu-ray. So I did not buy the peripheral for that. Um, there was no way I could afford it. But I do remember on the original Xbox, you couldn't watch DVDs without the remote. You had to have, like, the Xbox remote to watch movies on the original Xbox if you wanted to plug it in. Um, so uh, that's kind of funny to me. Um, but, yeah, that's – I don't know. We'll see what the price point is. Um, I, I imagine we're finding out here soon. Maybe at this event in November next month uh, we might we might see some of the, some of this stuff. Um, but it's possible we wait till E3. Uh, I, I guess it really depends when the, when the beta – Will come out, but I, I do think if they announce the beta, it's going to be announced coming in November. Like, not that it's coming in November, but yeah. it'll announce in November. Yeah, I, I think we'll see more of this at the XO event next month, and we'll, you know, see, um, you know, some of the other stuff too. Probably some games that are, you know, specifically optimized for it. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll see some other surprises as well. I hope it's not just this and like new games coming to Game Pass. I hope it's no, not, but... They, they've talked about a lot of things that are going to be coming with it and stuff like that, mm -hmm. like different technology and all that stuff. And they're talking about they're going to like try to tap into like the five, uh, 5G or whatever, like uh, the infrastructure. Okay. So it's definitely really ambitious, so I'm, I'm excited to see how it plays out. Yeah, it is. And it's kind of their way of getting around doing a portable version of an Xbox. Mm-hmm. So... I'm I'm really uh, optimistic and curious more so to see how this works and what it all is. But like you said, Stephen, I'm sure we'll see it at Exxon next month. All right, guys, let's move on to the next story. And uh, big surprise here. Everybody sit down for this. Okay, hold on. Let's, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> Sony's officially revealed that they are working on a next-gen console right now. I never saw this coming. <laughs> Mind blown. <laughs> I thought they were just going to give up. So, They're like, hey, four, but, four is a good number. We'll just stop here. But they revealed it in an interview with the Financial Times this week. And the Financial Times says that sources for them have said the next PlayStation, quote, might not represent a major departure from the PS4 and that the fundamental architecture would be the same, end quote. So does that quote concern you? Not the second part, because the architecture, whatever. I mean, it, it's the PS4 was the easier console at launch for developers to program games for. But does the not a major departure from the PS4 concern you guys? Steven, let's go to you. Um, A little. I, I just, 
I think we we had talked about this before. I don't know if we talked about it on the show or off the show. I can't remember to be honest with you. But we were saying that it it does seem like the the next or the consoles are moving into more of like incremental changes instead of these big jumps like from the Xbox One and the PS2 to the PS3 and 360. Um, you know, like or the PS even the PS3 to the PS4 and obviously 360 the Xbox One like those were kind of big jumps. But now like the Xbox One had like these kind of sub jumps in 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 its cycle where you got the xbox one s which had the 4k blu-ray player and then you had the xbox one x which had the um you you could play 4k game or games of 4k and then ps4 pro you could also play games 4k hdr so it doesn't concern me per se because i think i kind of expected this that it was going to be more of like um just a, a smaller jump and I don't know. To me, we, we get this question a lot, too, when people ask questions. It seems to come up once a month. But people are like, is the next, like, console going to be, like, that big of a – or, like, the next graphical upgrade going to be that big? And we're all like, well, it, it has been in the past. And it's very possible it is in the future. But I, I we're at a point where games look, like, realistic right now. Like, Forza looks real when you're playing it in 4K. Um, like – everything about it so i i think we're just gonna get like better processors where games can run smoother with on less um like smaller sizes um rather than necessarily just upgrading to 8k being the next one because i don't think we're ready for 8k and that that kind of does suck for um playstation and xbox that like this new console is coming at the kind of shift from 4k to 8k not that 8k is anywhere near mass appeal right now i think 4k is broken in and is is kind of becoming the mainstream thing so no it doesn't really i guess to fully answer your question sorry for that long rant no it doesn't surprise me that it's it's going to be not that big of a step up from the ps4 yeah i think i think by 2020 4k is going to be the majority of tv owners because every year we got two black fridays between here and then potentially three depending on when these consoles launch and it's going to be like within a week or two of it either way so or most likely that's the history of them. So I think we can say we got three Black Fridays. There's gonna, there's always like super good deals on really terrible TVs that are technically 4K that people are gonna get. So we'll we'll have an episode leading into Black Friday and kind of help you navigate through which ones are actually good and which ones aren't because they're not all the same. But <clears throat> Graham, I think like one thing Stephen said like. The games look real. I think they feel more real uh, as well in terms of responsiveness, uh, things like that, especially with games like Forza. You know, it's it's not nearly as clunky as it used to be. No, for sure. And so do you see, like, what do you think, and, and I'll answer after, but what do you think the next big step, like, what do you think the big bet is going to be for Sony next gen? Um, well, I'm not sure, but... Okay, when we're talking about where it might not present a major departure, I think the way they're talking about is they're not going to try to go like Xbox. Like uh, they're coming out with two systems. One is going to be like a streaming box. Uh, the Switch is like a hybrid portable kind of thing. So I think PlayStation's like we're just going to put out another awesome console. It's going to have better graphics and all that stuff. I think they're just going to stick with that and they're not going to try to do I guess propaganda if you want to use that word 
like uh, try to appeal like different masses and do something completely different because that's the big thing right now because even with Nintendo Switch like um, uh, <laughs> Assassin's Creed Odyssey they're uh, actually doing like a beta testing or whatever where you can stream a game and as you're playing so it seems like the Nintendo Switch is going in that direction and like PlayStation is doing kind of a PlayStation now but it's not really dedicated to a streaming box so I think that's what they mean, that, or that we're not going to try anything like that. We're not going to do anything fancy. We're just going to have a really good console and put out really good games, and we're going to stand by that. So that's what I think that means. Um, as far as what needs to be done to be the next big step, like for Sony, I would say kind of doing like a hybrid portable kind of thing because it seems like with the success of the Nintendo Switch, like why wouldn't you want a part of that? But I'm thinking that they're not ready for that. Maybe they're going to be coming out with like a new like Vita. I don't know what they're going to call it. Probably something different. Maybe uh, it works via yeah. cloud well, and if, stuff like that. If go I ahead. may here, Tyler. Yeah, go ahead, go um, ahead. And I was thinking about this actually just just now while you guys were talking or about with this when on the last topic really. Um, do that. Do you? Because you you kind of brought this up, Tyler. Do Microsoft and Sony really need a portable console if streaming is like? gonna be it, i'm not saying easy to implement but if if streaming is successful where it doesn't require like that much to get a good quality game i mean there'd be a graphical downgrade but guess what the switch only plays at 720p docked right so undocked or, or undocked undocked yeah. so yeah. if you can get that in a phone why would you need to uh pay for a console when if i can play on my ipad Heck, I mean, I you can you can play Civilization Six right now on your iPad. Like it's, that's an, a game. So yep. those those games um, can can run on on some of these newer tablets. So if mm -hmm. both, I think Sony and Microsoft might be leaning towards, um, you know, we're, Microsoft with its Surface Pro, I'd imagine, and I don't know what Sony will try to use here, but Microsoft might be trying to run that and have that be its its kind of answer to the Switch rather than creating mm -hmm. its own portable because what's the point of need you don't need it if if you if you have streaming so successfully i mean I, I know you won't be able to play when you're not connected to the internet but hell you can get wi-fi on planes now you can get wi-fi on trains i uh, so if that's the case like i don't know if they need a need a uh, portable console i don't think sony does either because I, I i i think they can they can get with the streaming thing whether sony mm -hmm. kind of starts running with this streaming i don't know um and i guess we'll find out here in the there's no psx unfortunately so yeah we're not gonna um, see anything until yeah e3 next year yeah, but probably online maybe I, sooner curious. but yeah so <clears throat> i'll address some of these things I'll, I'll hit on the xbox part first so i think xbox everything xbox is doing right now is building towards having a super successful launch of the next gen console so game pass this xCloud service, right? All of it. So, you know, they're they're thinking about rather than having a mobile device, let's or or, or a mobile like console thingy, like Vita. Let's have a let's take advantage of the biggest gaming market out there because the amount of people who play games on their mobile phones or iPads or whatever tablets is so far greater. It dwarfs console players. And if you can get even a fraction of those people into your service, that's huge for them. 
mm-hmm. and they're they're doing this now, and they're they're working out the kinks now, so they're ready to roll when they go live with the new console. Everything they're doing right now is about next gen. Everything, including a story we're going to talk about at the end of news. So that's that. That's the Microsoft part in my mind. Graham, on, on your thing, Sony's done with the portable dev- consoles. They're done. They they basically gave up on Vita. They didn't even announce anything. They're just like, yeah, we're going to just stop talking about that and pretend it doesn't exist. Here's where I think Sony goes all in next gen. I think PlayStation VR is going to be their Connect. Not that PlayStation VR is bad. It's not. Connect was bad. But I think they're going to double down on it big next gen. I think they're going to look for things that will, you know, help. Um, they're going to they're gonna take advantage of te- technological advances, I guess is what I'm looking to say. And they're going to develop games specifically for VR that are going to come out at launch and be huge, huge AAA type of things. So, yeah. And in chat, by the way, just have to mention... <laughs> Uh, Steven said, actually, uh, I want to say to one of our, our people on Twitch, I thought of the exact same thing you did. Uh, Steven said, they have it on planes, they have it on trains. And I thought of the movie Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, like, immediately. Graham, I don't know if you've seen that movie. <clears throat> it's great. But, no, I don't think I have. Yeah, it's uh, it's John Candy and some, I can't remember who the other person is. Steve Martin, maybe? But, Possibly. Yeah. Anyway, I thought of that, too. So, yeah, shout out to Twitch there. But I think they're going to double down on VR. I think they're going to go big on VR next time. And they're probably going to roll out... They'll include the 4K drive on the on the next console, I think. And they'll backwards celebrate compat. that. I don't think they're going to do backwards compatibility. Oh. I don't, because I think they want people to use their streaming service. Where you pay the subscription. And that's just my opinion. I think there's enough people doing it because they're still doing it. There's enough people doing it that it's somewhat successful. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Steven, any thoughts on that? I think you're right. Um, yeah. I, Sony does strike me as the type to, I don't know, not nickel and dime, but in a way, <laughs> go after the they they kind of do what they want at the expense of of the consumer sometimes it seems like so yeah i do think they'll be going for ps now over backwards compatibility we'll see but i, I think you're right i think you're right okay all right um i mean what do you graham oh sorry it helps it helps if i'm not muted guys sorry about that <laughs> but um no, I was saying that, that that might be true, Stephen, um, for Sony, but I think the, I think, you know, they deserve credit where credit's due, and when it comes to fan service, like, the biggest way you can get fan service is to make your first party games amazing, and they do that. And Xbox, for all the other things they're doing, their first party games, outside of Forza Horizon 4, for the last two to three years have been largely disappointing garbage i agree I, I i wasn't trying to imply that that they that sony doesn't do anything good mm-hmm. i just think that because sony makes such great games they kind of tend to force things they to me it seems like sony has the attitude well you're going to play with us anyways because we have better games and that's true mm-hmm. 
So maybe that's the case, and who cares? Because you're right. Like, you have the better games. If I'm playing games, I want to play the best games. And the best first-party games are on PlayStation. It's, yeah. it's just facts. Um, so For now. I, yeah, Xbox I, has I, stuff in I the do, pipeline. I so. do think Sony is, is kind of underestimating what's about to happen here yep. uh, in the near future. But I just think it kind of sucks for consumers, that, especially people that only play on Sony consoles, because it's it they do kind of force things um, in a lot of ways with with everything outside of their games, where that kind yeah. of to the detriment of the their consumer base. But yeah, I guess, and, well, here's Mark, the thing too. I think they flipped positions the two companies from say ten years ago, because ten years ago Xbox was king of the, king of the world in consoles, outside of Wii, but that doesn't even count, Graham, because that's. So many people bought the Wii that were just... No, no, no. So many people bought the Wii that played it for a little while and then it sat there. Forever. You know, the Wii sold a lot because of the novelty of it. But I don't think they had as dedicated of a fan base throughout the life of the console as the other two did. I think that's a fair argument. Do you? No, I agree. Um, And out of all of them, the Wii U was worse. Mm -hmm. (laughs) By far. Oh, yeah. But my, my point here is Xbox got arrogant at the end of last gen. They did connect, and then they came out this gen, and they're like, we won last gen, so we're going to win this one, and we're going to force you to buy Connect 2.0. And then we're going to talk about TV and football and, and Call of Duty for like an hour and a half in our reveal. And that turned people off. And Sony came out and said, hey, we're going to have, like, if you want to share a game with a friend, here's how you do it. You just hand them the disc. By the way, our console is $100 cheaper, has better specs, all this stuff. Sony went back to the drawing board, worked hard to re-earn the loyalty of the customers that made the PS2 arguably the most successful console of all time. So Xbox is now doing that. You can see it. And Sony's the one that's gotten a little arrogant right now, in my mind. The gaming hub podcast at gmail.com, if you disagree. <laughs> So, in my mind, they've gotten a little arrogant right now. They're making decisions that are very business-based, if you just look at it objectively. And they say, well, we don't feel our gamers want this. Well, you don't know unless you offer it to them. So, but I I just see, like, I think they flipped a little bit, and I think we'll see the results of that next gen. Um, you know, hopefully it's closer. I just want it to be close, because I want both companies to thrive. This generation has almost been better for Xbox than for Sony. I don't know if you guys agree. Because it's forced Xbox to be better. Mm-hmm. And constantly innovate and get better. And they have. And Sony hasn't quite as much. They've drugged their feet on a lot of things. Crossplay is a great example. And the next topic we're going to talk about, guys, is another great example that they finally come around to, speaking of fan service. And that's that. Sony announced that you're actually really, truly going to finally be able to change your PSN name soon. It's going to be part of the PlayStation preview program. The first change is free to everybody, and all changes after are $9.99 or $4.99 for PS Plus members. Guys, thoughts on this? Do any of you have super embarrassing PlayStation names that you want to change? No. I love my PlayStation name. But again, I got it like when I was a junior or senior in high school, so I was super mature that point no actually but i had a buddy that who was who was older i played with older people um i always have so 
he kind of helped me choose it and and i like the name he he advised me to get so that's the one i had and i'm okay with it should Graham? i say it yeah go uh, for it i mean well if you want to if you want everybody adding you on there go for it <laughs> i don't care it's <laughs> old blood and guts 93 yeah <laughs> so that's not bad i, I like the name yeah it's general Patton's nickname Graham, does your PSN name have like 42069 in there and all that stuff? Oh, yeah, I got all those letters and yeah. numbers in there. All of them? Um, <laughs> yeah, all those letters. Well, <laughs> I, don't, I don't just mean those letters, but other letters. But anyways, no, my name is my name is good and stuff like that. Uh, I'm happy with it. But I know a lot of people have been wanting this change like forever because I don't know if they're embarrassed by their name or something happened in their life where they don't want to see that name anymore and then they're forced to start a new account like they grew up yeah i'm not saying exactly what happened but things <laughs> happen and people like to change that name that i just don't know why they're calling it a beta like is it doing it or is it not doing it well is it, it like, is but they're gonna do it if it's gonna it, be a problem it is but they're rolling it out slowly to make sure that it works because they have to work with developers on this too um, things like shooters, stuff like that, uh, multiplayer-based games, they do have to work with developers to make it work. So they are there's there's some behind-the-scenes on that that they have to kind of work out. So they are doing a beta of it first to make sure they iron all that out before they do a massive launch because you know if they do a massive launch and there's hiccups with it, the Internet will revolt. Yeah. So uh, they're kind of playing it smart. I mean, they're finally doing it. This is why something I, they've begged their, their fans have begged for for years. Yeah, and I think rolling out is a best approach because if they just unlock it at once, there's probably a lot of people who've been itching. Especially if the first one is free, some people might not even want to have changed their name, but are like, "Ooh, I get a free opportunity to change it to something cooler or something like well, that." Right? I, so, I promise you, everybody who's like 30 years old today and made their PSN name when they were like 14 is signing up for the PlayStation Preview Program right now <laughs> yeah. so yeah um I, the other thing steven is like i see people i not a lot but i've seen some some people complaining like why are you charging for this like you shouldn't charge well first of all the first change is free and the second one if you're a ps plus member it's only five dollars xbox charges more for that like steven your thoughts on that yeah i think people i guess people you know you said it before people aren't happy unless they're not happy um and that's that's where it's at like people just complain about everything dude xbox is always charged for it so even on the 360 it was it was free the first time and 10 bucks every time after um so the fact that, i mean it's free right now at five bucks for ps plus remember that's not a bad deal um and honestly if i mean i guess this is kind of giving me a lot of hate here but if you don't want to pay ten dollars, make the name a good one the first time you change it. Yeah. Okay. Don't just go all. Don't change it and then change it to some or and then change something stupid and then want to change it again a week later. Like, how about you think about it, sleep on the name you kind of want to change it to, and if you yeah. still like it when you wake up, then you do it for free and boom, Bob's your uncle. You don't have to pay ten bucks or five you're, if you're a PS Plus member. You've been stuck with it for years anyway. What's another day or two, right? Think yeah. it over. Yeah. Make sure it's the one you want, but. I, this this reminded me, it went back to, like, 2013, when the new consoles were about to come out, and PlayStation had, like, this, like, forum that they did. And I don't know, I don't remember if it was online or in person. It was five years ago. But one of the executives was there, they were talking about, you remember, like, PlayStation was big into, like, we're for the gamer at that point. And one of the people actually asked, like, 
well, if you're really for the gamer, then why isn't the, the PS4 free? Like, that was a serious question. <laughs> We're for like, the people, and we want to go broke. Well, well, it is a no business ever, as well. And no one ever said people were, were, were smart with their economics, yeah. and just in general. <laughs> I want to say that changing your name on Xbox Live is either 8 or $10, somewhere in there. And that, that's what it was anyway the last time I did it. But just why? Why does everybody have to be, like, in uproar over everything and, like, outraged? They're offering this service. Finally, did you think it was going to be free forever? They're giving you the first time free. That's awesome. Take advantage of it. Like Steven said, pick a good name. All right. And like I said, that's a super minority of people that I saw. Most people are like, finally, that's awesome. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, All right. for sure. So to wrap up news, uh, Microsoft is finalizing a deal reportedly, okay, to purchase Obsidian Entertainment developers of RPG titles like Fallout New Vegas and Pillars of Eternity. Graham, how excited are you? I'm pretty excited um, for a reason that, like, they've been hinted, hinted that it could be a Fable game coming from this, which would be awesome. That's why I'm mostly excited, because it gives more life to that rumor or hint, or because people want it. Like, everyone talks about, anytime talks about what is an IP that Microsoft owned that would you like for it to come back, and it's always Fable, Fable, Fable. So I think Obsidian is a great company to do this. Uh, they did awesome with Fallout New Vegas. I never played Pillars of Eternity. I heard it's really good. Uh, that's the one that was kind of like Diablo, right? Type of game? No. no? Nothing okay. like that at all. All right, I'm thinking... Oh, no, I'm thinking of uh, Exile. Anyways, uh, for that reason alone, I'm excited for it, and I can't wait to see what Obsidian has in the in the chamber to be coming out. What do you guys think it's going to be? Well, Steven, I, I want to go to you on this, but first... That's how it means it's time for a clue for the week. For our holiday giveaway. And the clue this week is the first time you would have seen this is definitely after 1985. So that doesn't mean it was 85, just means it's sometime after that. Alright, that is our clue for the week, everybody. The first time you would have seen this is sometime after 1985. Steven, let's go to you. Uh, what are your thoughts on Obsidian becoming part of the Microsoft and Xbox family? Well, at my first thought was, hell yeah, this is great for Obsidian. I mean, great for Xbox. And or, I mean, it could be potentially great for Obsidian. But someone on Discord um, made a comment, and it kind of, you know, actually kind of rang true in, in some ways. And it was, um, he wasn't so happy because it's possible Microsoft tries to force them to make a game that they uh that's not necessarily their forte or not what they want to make um and that kind of sucks and personally no i don't want them to make fable uh because i want them to keep making the games they are good at making which is pillars of eternity they're phenomenal games the first one came out came to console pillars of eternity 2 just came out i'm hoping it comes to console um i i think it will uh, I, I like Obsidian. I think they make great games. Fallout New Vegas was arguably one of them. I think it's the best Fallout. Uh, or really, really damn close. 
Um, and then I know you like the Stick of Truth, Tyler, and um, the Fractured Butthole. Um, but yeah, I love those games. Yeah, so they're they're good developer but i want them to continue making the games they want to develop i don't i'm a little nervous about microsoft forcing them to make something that they don't want to or putting them on strict timelines that will hurt them as a whole in the in the industry like it just they can't get a game out because there's just a lot of bugs especially that comes with these huge open world games and i mean those of you that have listened to our uh, blood sweat and pixels episode we talked about pillars of eternity was one of my favorite chapters in that book uh, I highly recommend going and read it if you haven't already. Uh, but, like, I, I like Obsidian as a developer, and I don't want them to get shoehorned into making something that just because uh, Microsoft wants them to make. You know, well, and, and we saw another chapter in that book, just, you know, to be fair in criticizing Microsoft, where, you know, with the Halo Wars, where Microsoft really micromanaged and they ended up didn't they just shut the entire thing down after? Like, they shut the studio down, if I remember right, uh, at the end of Halo Wars. Um, but they, they really micromanaged that, and the, the company, the developer, wasn't able to make the game they wanted to because they wanted them to make a Halo game. So, you know, hopefully they've learned from that. I think they have. We haven't heard anything like that since Phil Spencer took the reins of Xbox back in, what, 2014? So... Uh, hopefully that won't be the case going forward. 14 or 15. 15, I think. So, yeah. But I, I'm, I'm with you, Steven. I, I let them do what they do well. And let them make a game. I think, though, like I said, Xbox is doing everything right now. Everything they're doing is positioning towards next gen. I think next gen we're going to see Microsoft be no longer the just pure, like, brochure racer console. It's going to be something for everybody. Much more like what PlayStation is now. RPGs. Yeah, they, they need that so badly for first party. They don't mm-hmm. have it. Uh, and they badly need a first party game like um, Uncharted. They don't have that either. No, they need they need Persona. They, they need a lot, to be honest. Yeah, and, and they know that. That's why they've gone and acquired all these companies and they're trying to acquire Obsidian. The, the, the rumor is the deal is 90% done and that they're kind of finalizing the last details, but that it sounds like it's pretty much matter of time and more of an if, or more of a when, not if. All right, guys, anything else on news before we head into releases? No, it's just great to see Microsoft is really pushing the envelope, or not the envelope, but really trying hard to get games out, a lot of games from many developers. So that's great to see. Yeah, totally agree. All right, guys, so... That does it for news this week. Everybody, let's head into releases. And we'll start with Xbox. So next week you can pick up NBA 2K Playgrounds 2 on the 16th. Lego DC Super Villains also on the 16th. And Dark Souls Trilogy through or on the 19th. Uh, For Games of Gold, you've got a few days left to pick up Livelock. You can get that through October 15th. Overcooked uh, through the 31st. And on backwards compatibility... You can get Stuntman Ignition. Um, just a few days left to get that as well through the 15th. So take advantage of those, uh, especially those two games that are just available through the 15th. Uh, go ahead and download them. Stop the download if you want. You still own them as long as you keep your Xbox Live account active. Steven, let's go to you for PlayStation. What do we got? 
All right, as well as uh, on Xbox, you got Lego DC Super Villains and NBA 2K Playgrounds 2 on the 16th, and you can get Warriors Orochi 4 on the 16th. Uh, PS Plus games, you can get Laser League and Friday the 13th, the game. Uh, Graham, Nintendo. Uh, for Nintendo releases, uh, on the 16th, you can get Starlink Battle for Atlas. That's that game that you put something together and kind of a Lego thing. Seems like pretty cool. Uh, on the 16th also, you can get NBA 2K Playgrounds 2. So that's available for all systems, including the Switch, for you guys hating on it. Uh, and, uh, and finally, Dark Souls Remastered will be available on the 19th for the Nintendo Switch. So you can pl- you can die on the go, because I know that's what I would do. Graham, just don't do Drunk Souls on the go. <laughs> no, no Drunk Souls on the go. Just yeah, and- you'll... You'll Sitting need a lot, and, cl- and close to my bed. <laughs> you'll, you'll need a lot of salsa packets in yeah, your yeah. car if you're doing it on the go. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's another story for another time. Yes, another time. <laughs> that <it> never happened. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that uh, does it for releases. Stephen, what are we up for questions this week? We got time for a few. All right. Well, first question from Piracy asks. Um, if is Forza Horizon the greatest racing series of all time? Man, I don't know about greatest racing series of all time. I, I think they've done a great job in terms of building and seeing the evolution of that series from the first one to the fourth one. And with four, you can really see what they've kind of wanted to do all along. And four is just a ton, a ton of fun. I, I've said many times on the show, like I've always been more of a fan of the mainline Forza games. But, man, Forza Horizon 4 has won me over. So, so much fun. Having a great, great time with it. So, uh, yeah, I am i don't know if I'd say the greatest ever, though. You got series like Burnout, which were fantastic. Uh, Need for Speed back in the day. Not anymore. Not the last two or three. But back in the day, that was really good, uh, amongst others. So, uh, what do you guys think? Well, I was never big into the simulation racing games. I played a little bit of uh, Need for Speed. But I'm going to have to go with Mario Kart. That That's a great racing series. Uh, it's been around a long time. It's spanned a lot of systems, and it's still going strong, and people enjoy it. So I, if I was more into the more realistic one, then I would maybe agree with it. But I haven't played the series enough to vouch for it, so I'm just going to go with Mario Kart. Uh, yes, Forza Horizon is, is the greatest series, racing series of all time. There is so much to do. There's something for everybody as long as you like driving cars. Um, if you don't, you're not going to have fun. But you should probably not be playing the game if you don't like enjoy driving in-game. In because you can do drift challenges. You can do speed traps. You can do destruction challenges. You can do um, distance, like jumping off things. There's dirt races, street races, circuits, sprints, off-road. There is, and with the new seasons, like Forza Horizon 4 might be the greatest racing game of all time. Um, and so, yes, and I, the progression between the Forza Horizon games is, is like, I enjoyed one, two was great, mm-hmm. three was awesome, four yeah. is absolutely phenomenal. So, yes, I would say it's the greatest race series of all time. Um, I, maybe as a technical racer, Forza, the mainline Forza games are better. Uh, and then I know the Gran Turismo games are, are a lot of PlayStation fans like it, but I, I still think for, just for the amount of, or the the mass appeal for racing, like even people that don't necessarily like racing games all that much, I think Forza Horizon series is the perfect 
like simula simulation slash arcade racing game because you can kind of play it either way, and then there's just so much to do. So yes, I would say so. Okay. Um, <clears throat> what do we got next? All right. Uh, Sandman asks, if you were forced to be an object in a video game, what would that object be? Hmm. Um, I'm gonna go with the, uh, the chainsaw gun from Gears of War, because that's, like, the most badass weapon ever. Wow, you just took that right from me. <laughs> Did I? I'm sorry. No, but honestly, I was gonna Plus, say you it. get to hear Marcus Phoenix swear every time he reloads you, like, accurately and correctly. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I, did, I did hear that a lot. <laughs> Uh, Steven? Uh, the Keyblade from Kingdom Hearts. Uh, I think that's a pretty dope weapon to be. Um, especially some of the, the other Keyblades. The original Kingdom Key is... I mean, it's cool, but it's also kind of boring. But, like, the Ultima weapon or the Obsidian weapon or the Metal Chocobo or, um, like, the Crab Claw. Or, they all look cool. So, if as long as I get to change when Sora changes the, the weapon, like, because he, all he does is put a different, like, tag on it and it changes the weapon because it's technically the same key. So, if, as long as that's, like, I can change like that, that's what I'd want to be. Oh, this is tough. Uh, I, I'm just going to double down with the, the chainsaw gun from uh, right. Gears of War because that is an awesome weapon. It is. Uh, it's uh, super cool. And I, I, I'll say this is how much I like that weapon. Like when I heard they were taking it off of the Avatar store, I went and bought it at like the last second just so I could have it. <laughs> so I still, I still have it for my Avatar. Um, by the way, everybody, the Avatar uh, update is going live on Xbox. And if you use your old Avatar system, you can still have all your gear and clothing from your old Avatars. But once you switch to the new one, all of that is gone. So... Oh. You're not you're not able to apply it to the new avatars. Glad you told me so that. Just, yeah, um, public service announcement for everybody. So <laughs> yeah, my my uh, chainsaw gun might be gone, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Steve, what do we got next? All right, uh, Sega does what Nintendo asks. Would you want Nintendo to stop making consoles and become a third party developer? I'll go first here. Yes, because then I don't have to buy a Nintendo console to play Nintendo games. Um, I, I guess what they do, they do well with the whole portability thing, but the graphics are just so much yes. better on PlayStation, <laughs> um, and the Xbox than the, than the, than the Switch. So I think, uh, yeah, I'd rather them Switch cause it'd be, it'd save me 300 bucks. Um, yeah. and, and actually more cause now there's online pay. It's not that expensive, but yeah, it would save me money. So yes, I, I, right. I would rather them become Graham? a I'd be like... That is a whole bunch of crazy talk because look at the Nintendo Switch. That console is amazing, and the numbers, how it's selling, proves how amazing it is, and people are liking how accessible it is and how they can take it on the go. So, no. Why would we want to lose that? It's such a great system. Um, so, yeah, there's your answer. All right, so for me, I'm really torn on this. The selfish side of me wants to say, yes, please stop making consoles and just be a publisher. Because now I can play Mario and that other game Graham likes on Xbox. And amongst lots of other games like Mario Kart, etc, etc, etc. Right? Probably not Splatoon, even though it was Shooter of the Year. A couple years can't ago. let it go. Can't let it go. I can't. I'm sorry. That's... No. <laughs> but, <laughs> so, 
yeah, the the selfish side of me would like to see that. But then the other side of me thinks about it and says, okay, Nintendo is the most innovative company that's out there. They take the most chances. And they, they took a huge chance with the Wii the first time. They took a huge chance with the Switch. And they kind of did with the Wii U as well, and, and it didn't work out. But to their credit, it didn't stop them from being bold and innovative with the Switch. So credit to them for that. And I think that that tendency for them to be really innovative like that drives the consoles I do want to play on to do that themselves and be better. So yeah, I kind of want them around as a console maker. Yeah, I just like to real point out that uh, that Graham set up a straw man argument. I never said the Switch wasn't successful. I just said everything the Switch does is basically better on the other two consoles, minus portability. But anyways, yeah. next question. Um, Xbox Toss asks, uh, is there a game that you guys would recommend that every gamer play? If so, what is it? Ooh. Graham, you got anything? Yes. Breath okay, of the cool. Wild. It's a great yeah, game. Like, I would say some of the older ones, but I'm going to pick one that's, like, current because it shows, like, how far games have come and what they're capable of doing. Yeah, no, it's a great game. It's definitely one of the greatest. The Halo Master Chief Collection. That's my answer. That's a cop-out because <laughs> that's, like, six games in one. Uh, I'm going to say... If I have to pick six... one, if I have to pick one Halo game, it's Halo 2. Yeah, I... I agree, I agree with that. I just Breath of the Wild I don't agree with because I think people would get pissed off that their weapons break constantly. Um, but my answer would be um, Dark Souls because we want them to quit before they even start. No, my answer is Skyrim because you can literally do almost anything in that game. Um, if you want to be a woodcutter for some reason, you can be a woodcutter. But it's the fact that you could be like in the Thieves Guild, the... Um, uh, you know, Dark Brotherhood, the fire. They got rid of the Fighters Guild, but that, like, you know, you know what I'm saying. There's so yeah. much you could do in that game, that, and it's still relatively new. I, I think Oblivion was a better Elder Scrolls game, but I think the weird leveling up system kind of gives that, uh, uh, like, minus points. Whereas Skyrim had a, a better overall system. Um, so yeah, I think Skyrim's a game that everyone should play, and I, I think it's for. Almost everybody. I, I, I'm sure there are people that just like to have, you know, be different that say I didn't enjoy it. But Skyrim's a game that, that everyone should should at least give a go. There's well, a good chance you, my answer to that question is going to be different in about three to four weeks. Yeah. Well, Kingdom Hearts yeah. 3 comes out in January, so that's a little longer than three or four weeks. It's more like three or four months. But No. Well, let's say like one. Skyrim 2, when I played it, they probably fixed it by now, but it was glitchy. I couldn't complete quests, and I wasn't able to buy a house because I couldn't complete a quest because it wouldn't unlock or something. So that is super frustrating, and I pretty much gave up playing Skyrim at that one point, and then I bought two other editions of it, tried to go back to it, and it just lost me, which is unfortunate because I'm sure it was a great game. It's funny. Tyler, you... do you remember that Graham said not that long ago that – or that – that Bethesda doesn't have glitches in his games, or he said I've never. <laughs> run across. Not they don't have glitches. He said <laughs> I've never just run across. Talk. He said I've never run across. Uh, in Fallout 4, I said. I said in, in Fallout 4. In Bethesda game. Oh, okay, that, no, oh, that's fair. He did say Fallout 4. Because in Fallout um, 3, Fallout 3 was very glitchy. I was stuck a lot of times, and I had to blow myself up. But Graham, uh, question for you: Have you tried the Skyrim Alexa edition? No, no. 
I gotta buy an Alexa to do that, and okay. it's still on my bucket list. All right. So I know if it was Fallout Alexa edition, you'd have that thing hooked up like five months ago. I would pre-order it. Yes, for sure. Yeah, even though it was only four months ago. But yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Next <laughs> what else question. We got? Wretched Eel asks, favorite moment from an it's Obsidian game? Um, and I, I, I'm just gonna, I'm just real quick, I'm just gonna say I'm gonna pass on this one because I, oh, actually, you know what? I take that back. So, yeah, South Park. South Park. Yeah. Um, oh, okay, so I can't. Family friendly <laughs> show. Yeah. Earmuffs, everybody. <laughs> but the uh, the South Park, the the Stick of Truth with the uh, Mr. Slave segment. Uh, close to the end of the game i was dying laughing during that playing it and it was just uh, it it was a game that i don't remember ever laughing that hard playing a game and it was just hilarious it was fantastic i loved it go ahead all right um mine is from new vegas and spoiler alert here if you haven't played new vegas and are wanting to so you know fast forward like 20 seconds but you could take over the strip yourself you didn't have to choose um, one side, one faction or the other. And I think Fallout 4 kind of took um, this idea from New Vegas. So I, I don't think it's a great idea that Bethesda is never kind of going to source out the Fallout games because I think New Vegas did a lot that, that Fallout 4 kind of learned from. But the fact that you could take it over from yourself and you get Yes Man, the robot, who was like, I loved that robot, and not just because he said yes to everything you want. <laughs> but he, he was self-aware, too, and he made... There's some great writing in that game. That that game overall was just really fun. Highly recommend it. So the game as a whole, but the part that you could take over the faction by yourself was, or take over the strip as yourself and didn't have to side with Caesar's Legion or uh, oh, what was it, NCR, um, was was my favorite part. Graham. Um. Okay, I haven't played a lot of Obsidian games. I did play Fallout New Vegas, but I didn't really get that far into it where things stood out to me like that. Um, so I'm going to have follow Tyler again and do stick of truth. There's a lot of funny moments where I just straight up was laughing and games that can do that to you is phenomenal. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Graham, I, I actually want to amend my answer because okay, I thought of a part of stick of truth that um, I laughed harder at. And that was when they go to Canada. That's what I said, Tyler. Yes, ignored me. I'm sorry, but yeah, the Canada part—they go and it's it's eight bit and the music is—it's just amazing. It's so it much fun. It's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. It's great. And then they troll you in the second one with okay. Canada. So, yeah, Canada's amazing. What can I say? I know. Sure. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, next question. I'm going to combine two into one. Uh, Nuka asks, do you feel like VR will ever take off as mainstream gaming? And then Ruby VS, with the announcement of Borderlands 2 VR, are there any games you'd like to see a VR version for? You know, I for a long time, I thought VR would be huge and take over and be a thing like that, but I'm going to revoke that, and I still want to play Fallout VR, but I don't think... I think most people would rather just sit down on the couch in front of the TV and hold the controller in a hand and be more relaxed. Like VR is not relaxing. If you got to stand up and you're standing for a long period of time or you can't stand for a long period of time, like it kind of takes away the immersion and stuff like that. So I don't think it will ever become mainstream gaming. 
Uh, obviously, it'll become down lower on price, be more accessible and stuff like that, but it will not take over. And as far as other games, I I don't know. There's a lot of great games. I, just, I didn't know Skyrim is in VR. I was like, Skyrim VR? Because I don't have VR, so I'm missing out on this stuff. So I'm going to go with easy way. I'm going to say, no, I'm going to change it up. Mass Effect VR. I think that would be awesome. Going through space and like talk to other alien species in 3D, or not 3D, in VR. That would be awesome. Okay, fair enough. I, I think for VR, Graham, to, to your point uh, a couple minutes ago, the VR is not going to take off till they get AAA games off for it at launch. Like, not years later. Saying, you know, now we have the VR version of Fallout 4 mm-hmm. and the VR version of Skyrim and blah, blah, blah. It's got to be new games built for VR that are AAA and that's going to make it take off. What I wish I could see, and I'll steal this answer from Steven before he says it, but games like Evil Within in VR. Um, or I think some of the... Like, there's a game out there that I love uh, called Layers of Fear. Uh, that's a horror game that I think would be fantastic for VR. But, yeah, I, I think until they start getting some of those bigger titles out, uh, on VR, built for VR, it's, it's not really going to take off. Yeah, I, I think VR will take off if... If they figure out a way to, one, make AAA games, like Tyler said, and two, make it so you don't have to stand. Though I don't think you do at this point anyways. But if you can sit on your couch and just have it be immersive that way, where you still use the controller, but um, it's more realistic in, in on your face, I think that, that'll help. And I, I think we'll see whether or not VR takes off by what happens with the next two consoles. If Xbox and P- PlayStation have VR um, additions then I think VR has a chance to take off and kind of become more mainstream. But if they don't, or if only one of them does, then I don't know if it's worth it for developers to develop for it in the first place. And I, I just don't don't see it taking off. But a game I'd like to see would probably be Forza Horizon 4. I think that'd be sweet to uh, to drive in, in VR. And I, I actually saw a video, and I think I posted it on Facebook, of like, this dude played like Ace Combat in VR and he had this like system set up and it was, it almost acted like one of those, uh, the simulators from, have you, you guys ever been on star tours? If you've been to Disneyland or, oh. or Disney world or any of those, like you see yeah. the thing and it makes it feel like you're, yeah, like, the moving. seats move and all yeah. that stuff. Yep. Yep. And he had something like that, except this one spun in like it could do uh, a 360 degree rotation and kind of tilt forward and back. It looks sweet. Um, and so like just the opportunity to experience that would be, would be awesome. But I, I know that's, that's a little, doesn't really answer the question, but I, I think Forza would be pretty cool, especially if you got some pedals yeah. and the steering wheel along with it. I think it would yeah. that'd be fun. I can go with that. All right. We got time for one or two more. All right. Oh yeah. One more here. It said, was there a game that you hated? And then maybe years down the line, you gave it a shot again. And I assume loved. Hmm. Yeah. You guys have one for this? Uh, nothing strike me. Somebody can go. Meet I them. have my cop out of unraveling. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, I mean that's fair. You didn't like it at first. I didn't hate you it. Super it high hook, on it. It didn't hook me. Yeah. And then and then I went back and I gave it a go during last E three and I fell in love and I beat it and then I think I'd be unravel two before you guys did so that was fun. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> 
so yeah, that that was a game game I love. I I'll tell you what, I'm still waiting to go back to The Last of Us. Um, mm. I know it's a great game. I'm not saying it sucks. I think the Naughty Dog's gunplay is garbage, but the story as a whole is amazing. And I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. So I'm curious if that game will ever finally convince me to to finish it. And I'm hoping maybe when the second one gets close and I, and I, I start getting hyped, I go to play the first one and, and can finally beat it. But we'll see. Well, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, maybe not a game, but a series. I guess we can go with that. Um, Grand Theft Auto. I was not a huge fan of some of the first games. Uh-huh. I know that's like blasphemy, but then I got GTA five and I bought it purely because like I was bored and needed something to play. And it was like towards the end of the generation, you know, so there wasn't really anything coming out and got that game. And I was hooked immediately. That was so much fun. had a great time with it and, uh, and loved it. And uh, that, that I'll go with that for my answer. Sorry. It's not a game, but it's a series that I originally wasn't a big fan of, but then really came around to love, and I'm looking forward to GTA 6, you know, six years from now. Graham? Um, I was thinking, and I can't think of any game I actually went back to and tried, and I'm like, oh, I don't know why I didn't like this before. So I'm sorry, I don't have an answer. Well, it's it's hard for us, and, and uh, you know, I'll say a large part of it's because we do this show. Like, we feel sort of an obligation to play a lot of stuff and almost everything. So if something doesn't hook me fairly quickly, I kind of just move on from it. And I'm onto something else. And I generally just don't go back to it. Mm-hmm. So spent yeah, a lot of money me. on games that I've yeah. played like once or not at all. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of sad. I was hoping you'd say killing for two gram. No, I never ever liked that game. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Is that it for questions, Stephen, for this week? Yeah. yeah. All right. So thank you, everybody, for sending questions. Just by sending them in, you're entered to win our monthly giveaway uh, that we do at the last episode of every single month. And, uh, and you know, if you send them in, we'll read them on the show, and uh, you'll be entered to win. So thank you for sending them in. Really appreciate that. So that's it for questions, and uh, let's head towards getting out of here. But before we do, I uh, just want to – say again we'd love to have you join our community please do that by heading over to facebook uh, the gaming hub forums on facebook over to twitch txh gaming hub on twitch please hit follow and so you never miss anything when we go online from either of those places you'll get a link to our discord click that link and join our discord community take part in the conversation there we have a really good conversation going on about a lot of different things uh some completely silly others you know game related but it's a good time we have a good time there and uh, have a really good uh, base of people on Discord right now that continues to grow. So thank you for that as well. Yes. We have a YouTube channel, the Gaming Hub Podcast on YouTube. Uh, feel free to head on over there, hit subscribe, uh, so you don't miss anything. Every single episode goes up there. And like I said earlier in the show, we're working on get more content up there as well. If you want to help support the show, a couple ways to do that. Twitch, TXH Gaming Hub, again there. And if you're an Amazon Prime member, you get a free Twitch Prime sub to use every single month if you choose to use that on us. We'd really, really appreciate it. We'd be so thankful. And it helps us grow and achieve the things we want to achieve. If you don't choose to use it on us, please use it on somebody. Help them achieve the things they want to get to. 
And we also have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash gaming hub. And for as little as $2, or if you're super generous, as high as $25 a month, you can help support the show, support the community, and the things that we're working to achieve here, uh, including uh, a lot of big goals that we have over the next six months to a year. And we can only do that with your help. So I want to send out a special thank you to Brad E., Jennifer C., and Wesley B., uh, thank you guys so much. They all went in on Patreon last week uh, in the past uh, few days. So really, really appreciate that. We appreciate it more than you know. Thank you so much for doing that. And, uh, you know, if you are if you want to help support the community, please take part in that. If, uh, if, if you can't do that, that's okay. There's another way to help support us, everybody. That's just, if you like the show, tell somebody. Tell a friend that you know it likes games, listens to podcasts, you know, get them into our show. Have them uh, go on to iTunes or CastBox or whatever it is they listen to. Hit subscribe and uh, make sure they never miss an episode. So with that, gentlemen, that is it for episode 128 of uh, The Gaming Hub. We'll be back next week. We do have a couple, I think, tomorrow, Steven, we're going to record at least one episode, maybe two that are patron uh specific so that's another benefit if you're a patron you get time exclusive content uh we're recording a couple of those tomorrow that'll be going up here in the next few days and those will go out to everybody in uh a couple weeks time but uh we'll be doing that but we'll be back next week uh, next friday with episode 129 until then everybody have a great week play some great games and we will talk to you soon bye everybody Take care, everyone. Be safe.